An entitled Karen straight out of the depths of Walmart freaks out when she doesn't get her way, demanding that these incompetent employees bend to her every whim. But karma comes right back around and puts this entitled Karen right in her place, leaving this Karen absolutely dumbfounded. Here's what happened. So for context, the lines were extra long at Walmart today, and they only had half the registers open. They decided to open up another express line just so they could get the crowds moving just a little bit more. This entitled Karen, with an overflowing cart, sees this and seizes the opportunity, rushing straight into that line. Keep in mind, this line is 20 items or less, and she has way, way more than that. The employee trying to wrangle the crowd and trying to direct shoppers towards express, regular, and self-service lanes tries really hard to get this entitled Karen into the regular line, or at least to self-serve. But this entitled Karen huffed and puffed in the way that a typical Karen does when they don't get exactly what they want. So, in an effort to avoid a fight, the employee just lets it go, while also giving me a warning gaze, basically saying things are about to pop off. When this entitled Karen gets up to the cash register and starts literally dumping her stuff all over the belt while loudly mumbling about all the incompetent employees, the cashier gently, but firmly, tells her that she cannot go through this lane with a cart full of groceries, and that this lane is 20 items or less. And as I'm sure you could have guessed, an argument with this entitled Karen ensues, and she is simply not having it. She starts screaming, demanding to be seen right now as she already put all of her stuff onto the cart. She tries to claim that the cashier has to check her out, or she could lose her stupid little job. She was trying to flip the script and hold this employee's job over their head. She went on for about 10 minutes longer while the line is building up behind her. The cashier in this situation, though, is as cool as a cucumber and isn't bothered by this Karen. And to top it all off, they did not budge, stating that this entitled Karen could not go through this line with that many items and that she is welcome to join one of the non-express lines while also gently reminding her that the express line is just that to let people with a few items get through faster that way lines don't build up but the entitled Karen only gets more angry as she continues to argue she's now demanding in an aggressive manner that the rest of the people in the line go to another cashier so that this cashier can help her specifically with all 100 items that she has she even seriously tried to claim that that would be quicker even though that would be at everyone else's expense. Off to the side, a manager who was watching all this go down does just that. They jump into an open register and tells the people in the line that she can assist them. The manager shoots the cashier a knowing look and that is where some beautiful malicious compliance started to take place. The entitled Karen is looking smug and superior at this point, thinking that she won and got the better of these employees, but she honestly couldn't be more wrong. As soon as the manager opens the other register. The cashier tells the Karen, I'm sorry ma'am, I'm on break. This aisle's closed. Please feel free to join the non-express lines. And this is when the entitled Karen loses it. The entitled Karen starts screaming at the manager who just opened up the lane, demanding that they make this cashier check her out. But the manager turns around and says no, she is on break. Please feel free to use one of the non-express lines. At this point, the entitled Karen is absolutely boiling mad. She quickly shovels her stuff back into the cart and actually tries to shove her way up to the front of a new express line. The manager is still cool and says this line is for 20 items and less. I will be unable to assist you. Please feel free to join any non-express line. And at this point, I thought the entitled Karen's head was going to explode. She was absolutely enraged at this point and storms out of the store leaving her cart behind and screaming about how she will never shop here again and that she will have both of their jobs taken away from them. 
on top of all these other ridiculous angry claims. But that is honestly not even the best part. In her rage, she forgot her purse in the cart and had to come back just to get it. The manager that was checking people out and put this Karen in her place was one of only two managers on duty and she was still helping the checkout line. And to top it all off, the purse was at the cash register. This manager made this entitled Karen wait in line the entire time just to get her purse back. And when the Karen came up, she didn't say a word, knowing that she looked like an absolute fool. And it was nice to see that sometimes karma really does come through. It is honestly so embarrassing watching some weird entitled Karen freak out in public when everybody and their mother around them knows that they are in the wrong and that the way they're acting is just cringeworthy and toxic. So it's really cool to see that there are still people out there who won't take this kind of garbage sitting down. And this entitled Karen literally had to wait longer, all because she couldn't go to the proper line. If she had literally just gone to the right line, she would have been out of there on time. But at the end of the day, entitled people are going to be just that. They're going to be entitled. And in the case of this entitled Walmart Karen, I don't think there's much anybody could do to help her. This next one came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the links in the description if you'd like to submit your own story. Am I the Jerk for taking revenge on the very people who banned me from multiple Discord servers? So I used to watch a streamer back in 2019. He had a handful of daily viewers, including me. I used to watch his streams regularly and made good bonds with regular viewers. Later, he announced his Discord server, so I joined the server that time, but didn't know how to use Discord. So I just let it be there, but didn't really use it. Fast forward to 2020 and COVID hits, and so there is a quarantine. I spent every day in my house with no friends to meet up with and nothing to do at all. So out of boredom, I opened up Discord. I set up my account and I visited the server as it was the only server which I had on my list that I joined a year ago at the time. I went on chat channels and messaged. I ended up recognizing some of the people there by their names as we used to chat on the live chat section of the stream all the time. I also had the same name from the accounts from the platform that we used to watch the streams together on. Therefore, everybody recognized me and greeted me as well. After a while, there comes one person we will call Candace. That's not her real name. Now, she is one of the people that later on went to become the main reason of this story. Let me give you some background. She was two years older than me and she was a senior moderator in the server. I also knew her from the stream. She was very kind and gentle towards me, mainly because I was younger, so I referred to her as my sister. Anyways, I regularly start visiting the server. I'm chatting with the reunited friends that I found again, and it was honestly so fun. I was getting emotionally attached and involved in various activities with everyone there, such as playing games, listening to songs, stuff like that. And this was especially helpful as there was no one else that lived close by me that I could talk to or have any kind of relation with. So I spent most of my time in that Discord server. I also exchanged a lot of social media handles. Fast forward to about two months after being a regular, and before this, I hadn't really talked to the managers or the admins because I didn't feel like I needed to. They also almost never had come online for about two months. There were four of them. There was Travis, Pony, Lucas, and Buck. It was late night, and I was talking to my friends. And at this point, all of my friends from the server were there from the past year, and they were acquainted with all of the above people. But since I was new, I didn't really know them that well. Now, the guy I mentioned earlier by the name of Pony was a very short-tempered guy. He just randomly came to chat in invisible mode. For those of you who don't know what invisible mode is, it basically means that you're on an offline status. I didn't know that he was an admin. He then suddenly started trolling me and said to me, I will ban you, to which I replied to him that he can't ban me, because obviously I had no clue that he was one of the admins 
sentence. Then, just to show that he could, he actually really did ban me. And when that happened, I could not believe it. I just sat there for a minute with my screen black, nothing on it, before I realized what had happened. I DM'd everyone I could. Candace eventually told me to message Travis or Buck, so I reached out to them. And thankfully, Travis replied back and unbanned me. I was so desperate to get back onto the server, not just to see my friends, but also because I had filed an application to be a moderator, and the results were coming out the next day. So I wanted to know if I made the cut. They shortlisted 10 applicants, and they were going to select roughly four people based on how active you've been on the server. The next day, I thankfully get selected as a mod, and I was so happy. All the admins, managers, and senior moderators congratulated the new moderators and gave them their roles, explaining to them how things work. I was very happy that day. Fast forward to a couple days later, and a few of my friends, myself and Candace, were casually playing and talking in the chat channel. Candace and I were joking back and forth with one another, and everyone was sarcastically talking about a hypothetical situation. I then see Lucas online. He then comes into the chat and starts typing something I didn't pay attention to, as I was just talking to Candace. Then, out of nowhere, I get kicked out of the server again. I honestly couldn't believe it. I rejoined the server, but I was then kicked again. Lucas then says, basically, I'm gonna get kicked again, and then the next time, I will be banned permanently. Now, from the time that I had become a moderator, up until present day, I had become greatly acquainted with all the administrators. Lucas was about three to four years older than me, so I had no idea why he just kicked me. A few days later, the same thing happens, and we both break into an argument. We started screaming at each other, and he got very abusive towards me, and by the end of it, he gave me a ban. Later again, I was thankfully unbanned by Buck, as Buck was a kind guy and always was cool-minded. I explained to him the situation, and I asked him if he knew the reason why I was getting kicked and banned, to which he told me that apparently Candace and Lucas were in a relationship. This was all very new information to me, and that honestly explained why he started banning me out of nowhere. After I was unbanned, I explained to Lucas that I see Candace as an older sister, nothing more, and I didn't even know that they were in a relationship, so I apologized to him and said I'm sorry. I thought this might solve things, but he was more furious. He then started to constantly bully me on the server. Now, we had another server owned by Pony, and Pony, despite our confrontation in the past, had become a great friend of mine, or so I thought. So let's call his server P-Server. After some days, we get a ping from P-Server to join the server with Pony on voice chat. He said that he was feeling sad and depressed, to which I said, what happened? Nothing more, nothing less. Lucas was suddenly there and began attacking me again, and this time he banned me from the P-Server. I already had a feeling that this was going to happen, but I felt really bad regardless, and I honestly just couldn't do anything about it. But for some reason, I recorded it. Whenever he used to be online, I started going offline, and it was the best thing for me. And I also stopped talking to Candace too, because whenever I used to talk to her, he used to ban me. And I became so attached to that server that I couldn't leave it. Months go by, and October arrives, and I get the best chance of my life. By this time, I knew how to make a fully functional Discord server, with program bots and everything. It was afternoon, and no one was online from staff except me. A content creator who had millions of followings messaged me on Discord to make him a server. He was the owner's friend on the server I was moderating. He asked me if I could build him a server without any delay, to which I replied yes. I also informed Pony, and Pony told Travis. Now, to be honest, this was the worst mistake there. I was excited, as it was the first time talking to a big content creator. 
So we all joined in and talked to this content creator and discussed about design and the type of server that he wants. After half an hour of discussion with him, we talked about what responsibilities we would take. Travis says that he has exams going on and can't give the time that he would normally give to help out with the server, but he can help out if I need something. Pony also says this too, while also adding that we three only have the top role and that we can't share it with anyone else. Now, with all this in mind, I alone have to make the whole server. I didn't give it much in terms of thinking about it, so I just made the server. At first, I thought it would be an easy task, but it ended up taking my whole day creating every channel, as well as setting up bots and programming them to do everything that we needed them to do. So for better context, this new server is going to be called Server 2, and the original one will be called Server 1. In the evening, Travis and Pony view the Discord server, just to show their appreciation, as well as to check up on me here and there, and then just go offline. The next day goes fine, and we invite a couple of friends from Server 1 to Server 2. We also appoint some mods to moderate everything that's going to go on in this server. The server wasn't made official yet. Lucas comes to, and he was clearly jealous and angry. When he saw me at the top, he ended up messaging Travis and Pony, and wanted to talk to them in private. As a result, they gave him managing permissions on the server, but at the time, I didn't care, because he couldn't bully me here. I was very happy, because now it was like me staying at the top, and no one could bully me no matter what. But I was mistaken, because the worst thing that could happen absolutely did happen the next day. I woke up to find my top role wasn't there. Lucas was given the administrative role, and Travis, Pony, or even the owner of the server would not respond to any of my messages related to this. Travis and Pony then took credit for making the entire server when the server was finally announced. And once again, I was suddenly a nobody. I broke into this massive argument with Pony, Travis, and Lucas because they stole my credit and my roles. As a result, they banned me from all the mutual servers that we had. Server 1, Server 2, all of it. I was taken from everything. I felt broken, and I didn't even think this would happen. I uninstalled Discord because there was no point in keeping it. But little did I know that revenge would be right around the corner. Seven months later, and I'm still not on Discord. But after I got a new device for a gift, I decided to take my revenge on them. I had to wait, because they had the IP of my old device, so they could know from any account that it was me on an alternate account. So after receiving the new device, I made a new account, and I ended up entering this new server and talked to everyone. And honestly, most of the things had changed. I made myself a fake personality, I gave myself a fake birthday, and I even gave myself a fake full name. Later on, I spent one and a half months gaining their trust. I made another server on the side, and I filled it with proof of their activities. And I caught them red-handed participating in piracy and some other stuff, but the owner didn't know about any of this as he very rarely visited this server. I spent another 15 days trying to get mod, and you know what? I ended up getting it. After that, I soon arranged events on the server for which they promoted me into a manager. Everything was slowly lining up exactly how I would want it to go, because later on I also became an admin. So now I had the golden opportunity as I got in touch with the owner of the new server, the one that I was approached about specifically, the one that I had worked on so hard just to try and get it up and running, the one where my credit was taken away and I was banned from. I talked to this owner and I told him exactly what was going on. I told him about the piracy that was happening on his server, and I also told him about all the other nefarious activities that they've been going into. I then sent him proof that I had been gathering, and this owner told me to take whatever action necessary to get them out of the server. So, in a beautiful fit of revenge, 
Tony, Travis, and Lucas were all removed and banned from that server. And to top it all off, the owner of the original server where they bullied me had been deleted. So now they didn't have anywhere left to go. And to this day, they still don't know that I'm the same guy that they used to bully. But it begs the question, am I the jerk for going to such lengths just to get revenge on these guys for treating me so poorly for so long? I don't think you're the jerk in this situation. They were legitimately doing something wrong and they were just all around really nasty people. I'm truly surprised that you didn't just make your own account sooner and invite your own friends over to your server. It's really unfair for them to treat you like that and I don't blame you for being upset and deciding to take action because at the end of the day they got exactly what was coming to them because people like that shouldn't expect to treat people like garbage and think for a second that they can get away with it. Am I the jerk for choosing not to leave a tip for the first time in my life? So this happened today. I'm a server at a busy downtown restaurant and I usually have time to make some coffee at home before work. Yeah, I could drink the coffee at work, but I like what I have at home a lot better than what we have at the restaurant. It's just a personal preference. It's what got me through undergrad alive, so the brand I have at home forever has my allegiance. Today, making a fresh pot at home just wasn't going to happen because I slightly mismanaged my time, had to do a company meeting thing with some higher-ups, and also squeeze in a vet visit for my new kitten before work. Needless to say, time got a little tight, so I ended up heading into my shift entirely uncaffeinated, which is no worries. While I don't particularly love energy drinks, I figured I'd just pop across the street and grab a yerba mate at the corner store. I do so, and when I check out, it's with one of those mini iPads with a card reader. I get my yerba and a pack of smokes for after work, and when I put my card into the reader, it automatically prompts me to leave either 15, 20, or 25% tip. Now, I'm almost 36 years old, and my income has been primarily dependent upon tips for basically the entirety of my adult life. I understand this, and I strive to pay it forward. I start at 40% in a full-service setting and only go down if you mess up colossally. But even then, it literally takes outright abuse for me to go anywhere below 25%. I tip 20% on takeout, and I tip 25% on delivery. I mean, I even almost always throw a person working the window at Taco Bell or Cookout a 5 just for being open when I want to eat some garbage after work. This was the first time, and the only time in my entire life where my whole being went, what, are you kidding me? When being asked to give a tip. Now, thankfully, the guy working the register sighed and reached over to hit the custom tip button and then hit zero. He looked at me and sighed, sorry about that. We just got this like two days ago and the owners haven't figured out how to disable that step yet. I just gave out a shrug and said, nah, it's all good, man. But even with that in mind, boy, did I get pissed off for a second. Because for a second there, I honestly thought that this bodega had the audacity to ask for a tip just for ringing up a yerba mate and a pack of smokes. So yeah, technically that's the only time I've ever been given the option to leave a tip and was totally fine with it being zero. I'm with the original poster on this one. I absolutely will not give a tip if it's just the cashier doing their job. Like there's literally no point. If someone delivered food to me or if they had somehow been serving me when I came into their restaurant, that's a whole nother situation. But for just getting a simple order at a convenience store, there's no way I'm leaving a tip for that. Sorry, that's just not happening in my opinion. And worst of all, some of these places can then guilt trip you if you don't leave a tip. So in my opinion, the original poster is not a jerk because I would have done the exact same thing. But what do you think? Leave a comment down below. Do you give a tip to every person that you see who does customer service? Or are you more selective, kind of like the original poster? Let us know down below. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search cream of the stream 
stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your next stream.